We're getting a little bit of ice and snow the last couple weeks and enjoying a little bit of that nice cold buffalo weather. Loving it. I hope you're doing well. I hope uh, things are going good for you. Whether they're good or bad, I hope your mind is staying on God. Therefore, everything else is going to be just fine. Through the hills and the valleys, it's going to be just fine because God is in control. And uh, there are going to be those days. That's fine. There's going to be good days. And we love to see those. But what's assuring to me and to us should be the fact that God is walking with us. And if you've got that living, breathing relationship with God on a daily basis, minute by minute, second by every heartbeat, you are walking with God. You are mindful of God in everything, every day, all your dealings. You're going to be fine. You're going to be just fine. God is going to walk with you through the valley and into the fire and on the mountaintop. He's, he's going to be with you. He promises that he will. Just let him be with you. We're talking about this amazing God of wonders, our God of wonders. That's what we've been talking about now for a number of weeks. We've come into 2022 talking about our God of wonders. And uh, we ended the last year thinking about the wonder of God. And we are kicking off this year thinking about the wonder of God. And our goal primarily is to, be, is to see his greatness, to be encouraged by his greatness, and then go out and make an impact because of his greatness for you and his greatness for the world around us. Like, that's our honor. That's our privilege to go and let the world know how awesome God is. Okay, I hope that's happening in our life. Uh, hopefully not. We're not just hearing another message and going away going, oh, that's pretty good. You know, I like that story about whatever. And, uh, you know, that's as far as it's going. I hope the impact of the word of God in our life on a weekly basis is, is having an impact on our life in the world every day. I hope so. We, we have a responsibility to apply what it is God is trying to teach us. And so in this topic of our God of wonders, we are looking at two things. And the first one is this, the wonder of God in the world. The wonder of God in the world. We see the crazy wonder of God in the world all over the planet. And typically when we think about the wonder of God, we think about uh, the Grand Canyon. We think about Niagara Falls. We think about the Northern Lights. We think about some of these things we've talked about over the past weeks. Sometimes we may, we may even think about the wonder of God in the womb and, and what God does in a womb, how awesome that is. We talked last week about the wonder of God in our brain. For two weeks, we talked about that, how God wants to use the Holy Spirit that we invite into our lives through Christ to speak to our mind and to be in connection with God the Father. So a person without the Spirit in their life cannot have the mind of Christ. It is impossible. You cannot have it. But when you invite Christ into your life, and I hope that you have all done that. I hope every one of us today can say, I have invited Christ into my life. I have been baptized into Jesus and the Holy Spirit is alive and well in me. If that's true about you, then that Holy Spirit is trying to to, to, to absorb the word of God as you read it, as your mind reads it, and the Holy Spirit is trying to communicate through the word of God and in your mind and in your own life with God the Father. And so there's that triangle going on of God, the Spirit, and our mind trying to take control of our, our, our being. 
We see the wonder of God. Today, I, I want to see the wonder of God. I, I, I want to point out the wonder of God in relationships, in relationships, the natural, another natural wonder of God. People, people created in the image of God, living together as one and sharing the planet just as God intended us to. Right? That's really what he intended was for people of every race and every tribe and every nation to share the world together, to be a people who care and love about each other. And, and uh, we just got done recognizing um, this past week, uh, Martin Luther King Day. And uh, Martin Luther King said something uh, that was very uh, profound. He said, he said this, I have a dream that one day this nation and we could say that the world will rise up and live out the true meaning of its creed. We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal. Well, Martin Luther King is spot on. He is right on the money. He is correct that all of us, no matter what color we may be, or what nationality we may be, the ground at the foot of the cross is level. And we are all equal. We are all one. No one is better than anyone else. No matter what has happened in the past, Today, we can honestly say and we understand that we are all equal, men, women, every tribe, every nation, any color, whatever you are, whoever you are. The ground is level at the foot of the cross. And so relationships, relationships are God's natural way for people to live and to love and to work and to share and to have community with each other. They are a must connection that we have with another person, a relationship that we have with other people and how important that is to God. The relationship or a relationship is two or more people that come together, simply just come together, that unite for whatever reason under the sun, okay? And, and truly the sky is the limit on what people come together for, okay? You think about the relationships you have in your life, Think about the relationships I have in my life at church and coaching and umpiring and uh, in my neighborhood and in my community and just all over the place, different things that you're involved in. You have different relationships there. Everywhere I have ever lived, I have relationships with people that I have been around in the past, in the community. Uh, but the sky truly is a limit on, on what people come together for. Some are just very organic in, in their uh, nature that we, we spark up a relationship with somebody that we didn't really come together for a purpose to be with, but it just kind of happens as we meet them somewhere out there in the community. And other relationships are, are purposeful. They, you know, they have a purpose. You're, you're, you're at work together, coworkers or, or uh, your neighbors or things like that. And so, so some are very organic, they happen that way, and some happen very uh, purposeful. But here's the thing. The number one uh, relationship and the biggest one that God has for us is family. Family is the greatest relationship that God has put in our life, that we are all part of a family, of a, a, a physical family on the earth. Mom and dad and daughter and son and uncles and aunts and grandmas and grandpas and husband and wife. A family unit that we have. But we have relationships with friends, 
merit uh, in marriage, uh, neighbors, co-workers, sports teams, political or relationships that we have with people over those things, projects, education, issues, uh, romantic, and church. We have relationships in all these different areas and, and more. Some people have a very, very tight bond with their pet. That's kind of crazy, isn't it? They are the pet lovers of America. That weird dog people relationship that some people have with their pet. Very interesting. There are good relationships and there are bad relationships. Some relationships are very healthy for us. They encourage us, they help us. And some relationships are very toxic and should be avoided. Relationships we have between people, people groups, countries, companies, neighborhoods, and planets if you believe in little green men, you know, our little green friends, little aliens, little friendships with their little aliens. See, relationships are God's natural design for mankind, for life on this planet. And God is not just the God of the beginning or just the God of the end. Okay, we, we, we don't, we're not just going to run into God in creation and in eternity in the end of all things, but God is a God of the middle. He is a God of the middle where we now live and dwell and, and live out each day. He is very present in our world today. He's a God of the middle, holding everything together in our own life, building relationships for us and with us. He is a God that is in the middle. And so we see the wonder of God in the world through relationships, right? Through relationships, bringing people together, people coming together and having what is known as relationships, relationships. Secondly, we see the wonder of God in the word, in the word. We see it in the world, in relationships, and now we see the wonder of God in the word, from the very uh, creation of the universe, the very beginning of time when God spoke everything into existence, it's always been about relationships. It's always been about relationships. In fact, Genesis chapter 2 says, The Lord God said it is not good for man, what? To be by himself. It's not good for Adam to be alone. It's not good for mankind to be alone, to live on their own. I will make a helper suitable for him. And so from the, the minute that Adam was made, the need for relationship came into being. The minute a human being was created, the need for that human being to be in relationship was created. Not one of us got here without two other people coming together. Not one of us. Every one of us, it required two other people to come together, which emphasizes the, the importance and the need that every one of us have for relationships. And so let me share with you what the scriptures reveal about God's purpose for relationships. Like, why do we need relationships? What are they for? What are they about? What is God's purpose in relationships? People, relationships that we have. Okay? And so his purpose is what we're going to talk about. First of all, 
uh, God's purpose for relationships. So first of all, his, his purpose in relationships, or one of the things, these are not in any kind of like priority uh, list, but one of the reasons we have relationships is for safety. It's a safety thing. In Ecclesiastes chapter four, the writer says, if either of them falls down, one can help the other up. But pity anyone who falls and has no one to help him up. Also, if two lie down together, they will keep warm. But how can one keep warm alone? Though one may be overpowered, two can defend themselves. And so, first of all, one of the reasons that we have relationships with people in, in this world, that we need each other, is for the sake of safety, to, to help each other. Not to defend each other necessarily against other people, but just to help each other along the way. When you're strong, somebody else might be weak and you have a chance to bring them up or to help them out or to lend a hand. And, and then there's times that you're in need. And so there's always this times that we're in need and times we are doing well and, and we help each other. And so for safety purposes, so we're not all alone out there on our own, trying to figure it out. Like we, we're gonna go move to Alaska and live out there by ourselves. That is not what God has intended for us as people. We can go do that. There's people who have gone and done that and are doing that right now. But that's not why God made us. He didn't make us to be out there on our own. And, and safety is one of those reasons why God created relationships. Marriage is another reason why God created relationships, to populate the earth, right? To populate the earth. That's the first uh, purpose of a marriage in a man and a woman is to populate the earth, to have children, and to, to, to fill God's creation with, with beautiful people who have beautiful futures. Right? To raise up our children, to teach them, right? To teach them about the Creator and the most important things in life, which is God, and that He loves us, He cares about us. Somehow that, is, that has been pushed to the back burner. And we're more concerned about teaching them everything else but about God. So in a marriage, our number one relationship is, is to have kids, but then to teach them about their creator and then to help them live in this world, to teach them about life on planet Earth. Also, in marriage, we taste, we get a great taste of what the relationship is that God wants to have with us, God and man. It's that, that intimate relationship that God wants to have with us we get a taste of that in marriage. In fact, Paul says in Ephesians chapter five, get this, now as the church submits to Christ, so also wives should submit to their husbands in everything. So we got this husband, wife, and God thing going on, the church and God, it's the same comparison. Husbands, love your wives, just as Christ loved the church and he gave himself up for her, the church to make her holy, cleansing her by the washing with water through the word, and to present her to himself as a radiant church without stain or wrinkle or any other blemish, but holy and blameless. And so in the very same way that Jesus loves the church, a husband and a wife are to love each other and get a taste of what that is like from God to us. That is so cool, you know? Marriage is another purpose for relationships. Another purpose for relationships is simply success. Success in life, just success. Coming together 
and working together and having success together with a team of people, with other people. Ecclesiastes 4.9 says, uh, two are better than one because they have a good return for their labor. They have a good return for their labor. And so we know that too many chefs in the kitchen spoil uh, the soup, right? But, but two, two are far better than one. And I know a lot of us think, I, I'm, I'm among those, who think I can get it done by myself, I, I'm, 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 I'm more efficient myself, I, I, I kind of know what I need to get done, but, but the honest truth is, doing things alone is not what God intended us to do. He intended for us to be stretched and to do things with other people and bring other people on board and be a part of a team to work together in relationship. Another reason that God, uh, another purpose for relationships is strength. Strength, right? Proverbs 27 says, as iron sharpens iron, so one person sharpens another, right? So we know that two people working together are gonna help each other out. There might be some friction there in the iron sharpening iron, that's gonna be natural. But in the end, if both are willing to work through it, they're going to come out of it better, each of them better because of the other person. And so we know that to be true. We're going to be strengthened in relationships. We're going to have to, we're going to be pushed and we're going to push someone else. And together we're going to, we're going to become better, stronger. Uh, a cord of three strands is not easily broken, but a, a, a thin thread, you can just snap it. And so people working together are stronger together. Family. Family is another reason for uh, uh, relationships. One of God's purposes for relationships that family. Security and protection in an earthly family. In fact, 1 Timothy says, anyone who does not provide for their relatives and especially for their own household has denied the faith and is worse than an unbeliever. And so God calls us to care about family, our, our, our physical family on the planet. Our aunts, our uncles, our brothers, our sisters to come together, to work together, to think about each other, to pray for one another. That, that physical family that is so important that in it we find protection, security, hopefully a safe place. I remember uh, one time my brothers and I, six boys, so we were young. I was, uh, we were probably in fourth grade. We were at the park playing and me and uh, Mike and Steve were playing on the tennis courts and these other bigger kids came over and they were going to, you know, they were going to take over the court. They were picking on us and they were going to kick us off the court. They were being mean about it. And so my brothers, Frank, Bob, and Paul were in the park and they learned about it and they came over and those other kids uh, quickly went away because uh, family stands up for each other. Family protects each other. And when, when, when you're young or when you're weak, and others are stronger and they're picking on you, you, you need family, you need your brothers and sisters. And, and at times people will do that for you and at times we're willing to do that uh, for those that are younger than us. And so the strength and the protection that we get in family and the security that we have in family to know that we have people in our life that have our back when, when things happen in life. We need that, we all need that. We need those kinds of relationships as well in our life, strong ones. But not just uh, earthly family, but also in the, the idea of family, our spiritual family. See, God has put a spiritual family around us if we are in Christ, 
We are a part of his church. This is why sitting on the couch listening to sermons is not gonna is not good. Okay, you might be there with your family and you got that family unit going on and that's fine. But God wants us to be part of a spiritual family, like people, like rubbing shoulders with other people, being together with other people, working together for the kingdom of God with other people. It's so important that we show up at the church building to be with the church, to be with other people, to, to have that. And John said this, John said this, yet to all who had received him, who did receive him, to those who believe in the name of Jesus, in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Children born not of natural descent, so not the earthly family, nor of human decision or of husband's will, but born of God. Right, so there's this earthly family that we get to have a relationship with, but there's the spiritual family that God has called us to have a relationship with, uh, with as well. We are children of God. We are part of a spiritual family. And in it, we have spiritual protection of our elders and our leaders who are there to oversee us as God has called them to oversee us. And if we pull away from that, we put ourselves in a danger zone spiritually we are going to be attacked and so we we need those spiritual relationships in our life and we need to feed them and we need to want them and we need to encourage that they happen for us and for other people we're all we all should have people that are pouring into us and people that we are pouring into we need that it needs to be a fresh stream moving through our lives and reconciliation Reconciliation is all about relationships. Re reconciliation means to bring two back together. And what God did through his son Jesus, by sending him to the earth, reconciling us back to God, bringing us back to God through the blood of Christ, the forgiveness of our sins, Jesus is about reconciling us to his father, back to God. Back Ephesians 2 says, for he himself is our peace. He is the one who brought the peace. Not peace in the world, but peace between us and God. Who has made the two groups one. He's talking about Jews and Gentiles. And has destroyed the barrier, the dividing wall of hostility. So there's no more Jew or Gentile or race or whatever, nationalities. None of that matters anymore. By setting aside in the flesh the law with its commands and the regulations, his purpose was to create in himself one new humanity out of the two, thus making peace with, with God's people and with God, and in one body to reconcile both of them to God through the cross by which he put to death their hostility. And so Jesus is about relationships and bringing us back into a healthy relationship with the Father. That should say a lot to us about relationships, how important they are to God. That when ours was cut off from God because of our sin, God did something to bring us back. He sent us his son. So relationships, relationships are uh, number one of God's natural, are one of God's natural wonders in this world. He's naturally given us the ability and the honor to have relationships with people, and a relationship with him. Well, here at uh, Burlington Christian Church, we, we, um, we're, we're trying to uh, talk about in these five sermons 
uh, our core values that are so important, not just for our church, but for us as individuals. Last week, we, we talked about teaching and how teaching, teaching and the word of God affects our brains and the Holy Spirit uses that to control us, to help us control ourselves through the teaching of God's word. Today, I want to talk about, we're talking about belonging. That's another important, important core value, belonging, that we belong to God, that we belong to Jesus, that we belong to a spiritual family, that we belong to one another, that we have a spiritual connection, a spiritual home that we belong to, a spiritual family that we're a part of. And so belonging, belonging is so important when it comes to the church. Belonging, connecting people, right? Helping people feel connected and be connected to God and helping people belong and be connected to each other. So we are called to live at peace with all men. God's called us to live at peace with all men as much as it is possible. And we know that Jesus came to restore our relationship to his Father. So we know reconciliation and connecting people to God is what God is all about. But we also know that there is an enemy, a real enemy of God and a real enemy of his people. And the enemy's desire is to kill and to destroy and to steal. His desire is to tear, rip people away from God, to divide, to create chaos, to attack the creator God by attacking the ones that God has made in his image. That's you and me, that's people. And so from the destruction of the first two brothers, right, Cain and Abel, to the, the greed of Judas, to the uh, treatment of Jesus by the religious leaders of his day, the devil's creation of hate is all about division and destruction, the ripping apart, the ripping apart. It's an attack on relationships. It's an attack on your relationship with God and the devil's attack on our relationship with either, with each other. He does not want healthy relationships for people. He doesn't. This is why our mission here at this church is connecting people to God and connecting people to each other because that is exactly what God wants and the enemy is working completely against both of those. And so a person... A person left to himself or a person living on an island all by themselves is a person that is living outside of God's natural desire and wonder for mankind. They're on their own. That is not God's desire. Something is wrong. Something is broken. Now, either sin has separated them or by decision, they have withdrawn and stepped out all on their own. But something is not right. Something is wrong. Psychologists tell us about mental health issues. And we know there's a lot of mental health issues that cause people to withdraw, right? They are maybe unsocial. They're shy. Uh, they're what they term uh, avoiders. They just avoid crowds and they avoid people. They're rejectors. Maybe they're loners. Maybe they've had some trauma in their past, depression, fear, stress. Sometimes, sometimes what happens is our emotions and our uh, perception and our perspective kind of like overwhelms us. 
It overrides our knowledge and our thinking and causes us to withdraw from people. But here's the thing. God is a God who overcomes. And God is a God about relationships. He is the God that sent his son Jesus. And in Jesus, you and I can overcome anything. So whatever it is we're going through, whatever it is we're struggling with, whatever it is that's keeping you from relationships or from other people, I want you to know that God has given us his son and in Jesus, we can find the strength and the power to overcome whatever it is and come back. Come back into the relationships that are healthy and good for us if we have withdrawn in some areas of relationships. Relationships are for now and they are forever. It's, they're not just an earthly thing. Relationships are not just for now on the planet. They are from the beginning of time. They are always. In fact, the Revelations chapter 21 says this, I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of the heaven from God, prepared as a bride, beautifully dressed for her husband. And I heard the loud voice from the throne saying, look, God's dwelling place is now among the people and he will dwell with them. God is going to dwell with us like God. He's going to dwell with us even more than he does now. They will be his people and God himself will be with them and God will be their God. That's the greatest relationship that God wants to have with you and me, that, that we can have a personal, ongoing, eternal relationship with him. And that every other relationship that we have on this earth will stem from the relationship that we have from God. How we treat our brother is how we love our God. And so if we love our God, we're going to treat people in light of that. Yeah, that's going to be the overflow of how we treat people is how we love God and how we treat our God. In the beginning, God created us for relationships. And in the end, eternity is about relationships. And all along the middle, it is about relationships. And that, brothers and sisters, friends and neighbors, that is the wonder of God in the world. And that is the wonder of God in the word. Relationships. Relationships. Belonging with others. Belonging to God and with God. So, let me encourage you, go out and build some relationships. Go out this year and make some new relationships. Go out and restore some that maybe are a little rocky. But go out and build you some relationships because that is God's will for our life. God bless you guys. Have a great, great week. Go Buffalo. Let's take one.